Hey everyone, I just wanted to say at the top of this episode that the episode you're about to hear was recorded in a couple different locations due to some recording difficulties. So there may be a little bit of a change in sound quality or background noise. So please be forgiving of that. So I hope you enjoy the fourth episode of the Talking to Jesus series. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another new episode of the Focus Point Podcast. I'm glad you decided to give it a listen. I hope that these words encourage you and bless you. I hope that you'll share them with your family and your friends as well. I wanted to take a brief second here before we dive into the last episode of the Talking to Jesus series and talk about the next series that we're starting next week. I'm excited for this series. It's called The Last Night with Jesus. And basically, we're going to spend time going through John 13 through 17. And we're going to just spend some time in this last conversation that Jesus had with his disciples. Me personally, I think this is his best teaching. I know Jesus taught many different groups of people. He taught the Sermon on the Mount. He taught from two people to thousands of people. And the Sermon on the Mount was is his greatest sermon and his greatest group of teachings. But I don't think that this sometimes is looked at as a set of teachings. But we can learn a lot from this. People tend to be a little bit more unreserved with what they say when they know it's going to be their final stuff that they're going to say. And Jesus knew. Jesus knew, beginning of John 13, he knows that his time has come. And so he spends this time with his disciples. So I hope that you'll come back and you'll join me for this series, The Last Night with Jesus. I think we're all going to learn a great deal about who Jesus is and what he has to say to his disciples in his final hours. So come back, join me next week at the start of that series. You don't want to miss it. I'm really going to be encouraged myself, and I hope that you'll be encouraged as well. Now, week four, episode four of Talking to Jesus. We've been in this series. We've been looking at the when, the where, the how. In the first episode of this series, we talked about who we pray for and who we pray to. And we talked about the first sentence of the Lord's Prayer and how it says, Our Father in heaven, praise be your name. That's who we're talking to. We're talking to God our Father. And we're supposed to pray about everyone. Timothy gets a letter from Paul, and in 1 Timothy chapter 2, Paul writes to Timothy and says that, I urge you to pray for all people. And so we think about that, and anybody that's a people, we should pray for, whether we really want to or not, whether we like them or not, we should pray for them. And then we talked about the where and the when can we pray. And, well, anywhere, anytime is what we discovered. God is always there ready to listen to our prayers and hear us when we talk to him. We also talked about the how, how to do it. And this is where we can get mixed up. We can get mixed up in how to do it, following all the right rules and all the right things to say and all of that. And we can mess ourselves up when God just simply wants to have a conversation with us. That's what he's after a conversation. And so it's important for us to know that all we have to do 
is just pray to him. Reach out to him. Just talk to him like he's our friend. Talk to him like we are just talking to a friend. That's what he wants from us. That's what he wants us to do. So today we're talking about why pray. And I'm sure you've battled this thought along with me. Why pray? Why do I need to pray? God doesn't hear me or answer me when I do. So what's the point? God is supposed to hear me when I call. God is supposed to answer me. God is supposed to be there. So if he's not going to answer me, if he's not going to be there, then why pray? What's the point of even talking to him? And all those feelings are real. It can be frustrating to pray to God when it feels like he's not listening or hearing us. I want to revisit a passage from the book of Psalms that we looked at a couple weeks ago. And it's about David. And David battled this whole thing of, what's the point, God? You're not, you're abandoning me. Why are you so far away from me? Why are you so distant? Why don't you hear me when I call? As a matter of fact, let's look at the verse here. Psalm 22, verse 1 and 2 says, My God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift up my voice, but I find no relief. David felt like we do sometimes. He felt like God is far away and distant. He felt like God had abandoned him in his time of need. God felt, sorry, David felt like God wasn't going to answer him, even though he was crying out to him day and night. I know I have. I felt the same way. And I'm sure you have too. We have these feelings when life starts to get crazy and things start to change and all of that. And we feel like God isn't there and God isn't close at all. We feel like he's not there to help us. We feel like he doesn't hear us. And we just can get into this space where we feel like God is just not there. And it can upset us. It can frustrate us. And that's why... I know sometimes I can get frustrated. What's the point? When you're having a conversation, right? And the person that you're talking to doesn't respond or doesn't really care to listen or everything like that. You can get frustrated and you don't want to have conversation with that person because they just ignore you, it feels. So, why pray then if God is like that? But like I said, it's only a feeling. And it's a feeling that we get even though we know better. And this is what David wrote in the very next verse. Yet, this is Psalm Psalm 22, 3. Yet, you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Now, what does that mean? That means even though David had these human feelings and he was expressing to God, hey, why have you abandoned me? Why do you leave me? Why don't you answer me when I call? What's the, what's the deal, God? He still knew of the goodness of God. He still knew that God was great. He still knew that God was worthy of his praise. He still knew that even though he had doubts about the circumstances of life that he was facing, he knew that God was worthy of his praise. God always came through for David. And the same is for us as well. We may be frustrated with different seasons of life and we feel like we're not going to make it through. As we go through these seasons, we start to feel like God isn't there hearing our cries for help. But the truth is, he is there. 
He's there with us in the valley. He's there to comfort us. He's there to guide us. He's there to protect us. He's there with us. That's what Psalm 23 says. He goes through the valley with us. Even though we go through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with us. That's what David writes in Psalm 23, just a psalm later. And so it's important for us to understand that God is there for us. The other part of prayer comes to listening, right? We sometimes don't always listen to what God has to say. We may not always listen to the answer that he has for us. And that causes a problem. As a conversation goes, God wants to have a conversation with us. And a conversation is usually two people. When you're having a conversation with somebody, you're usually talking to somebody else. And then you wait for that person to have something to say. And that's how a conversation goes. And that's how it is with God. God wants to have a conversation with us. But if we're always talking, if we're always making a lot of noise, if we're always mad that God isn't responding and all we're doing is talking, then we don't know that God is talking back to us. We don't know that God is talking to us because we are just making so much noise. Have you ever been in a one-sided conversation where the person is always talking and talking and talking and talking and we never get a word in and they wonder why we don't ever get a word in? It's because they're talking all the time and they're not giving us space to talk. Could it be that God is talking to us and we're always talking? We're always being too loud. We're always not letting him be a part of the conversation. Maybe that's the reason we can't hear God because we won't let him get a word in. Maybe that's the reason why we can't hear God when we pray. But listening for God's voice can be a little bit of a challenge. I mean, he doesn't come booming out of the sky like he used to with Moses in the burning bush. Hey, take your shoes off and all of that stuff like he does in Exodus 3 when he talks to Moses from the burning bush. Or even when he talks to Adam and Eve in the garden, he's walking with Adam and Eve in the garden. And he doesn't always talk that way anymore. As a matter of fact, in the Bible, it can be seen that we were afraid of him. We being humans, when he would boom out of heaven with this loud voice, it would be scary for us. The people would tremble with fear. And that could be because it was God talking to them and they knew it. Or it could be just because all of a sudden this loud voice came booming out of the heavens. So when God talks to us now, it's a little bit different. He's not quiet. He's not distant. He just doesn't boom out of the heavens like he used to. So it's important for us to see how he does talk to us. So here's what I found in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. And this is what Elijah discovers about talking to God and about listening for God. God tells him to go stand on the mountain. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. A mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. 
And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And that's 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13. This tells us that God isn't in all the noise. When it came to Elijah hearing God, it came to the fact that it needed to be quiet. I think it's interesting that it references all of these noisy things. And then it says, but the Lord wasn't there. The Lord wasn't in the earthquake. The Lord wasn't in the wind. The Lord wasn't in the fire. The Lord wasn't in all of this noise. The Lord was in the quiet. God is in the quiet. God speaks to us in a whisper. Well, that seems like an odd way to speak. Why would he speak to us in a whisper? Because he's close. If you're sitting close to somebody, if you're having an intimate conversation with somebody, you don't need to shout. He's right there. The person you're talking to is right there. You don't need to shout. And that's the same thing with God. God is near to us. God is there for us. God is ready to have a conversation with us. And all he wants us to do is have that conversation. And then he wants us to let him talk back and not get upset because we can't hear him. But sometimes we need to quiet ourselves down a little bit so we can hear him. The Bible tells us in Psalm Psalm 34 verse 18 that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those who are, whose spirit is crushed. That means that God is right there. When we're feeling down and out, when we're feeling like David, oh, my enemies surround us. We looked at these verses a couple weeks ago. You can go check them out in the description of those episodes. But the enemies are pressing in on David and he's crying out to God, help me, God. How long are you going to let my enemies win? How long are you going to let me be this way? How long are you going to leave me like this? As we just read in Psalm 22, how long are you going to leave me abandoned? How long are you going to be distant from me? How long are you not going to answer my cries for help? David did all of that. But David also quieted down so he could hear God talk. So he could remember what God was about and remember what God said. Because God came through for him and he knew it. Because he continued that same psalm, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. That wasn't just something that he said. The praises of Israel, meaning that they, they praised God for the things that he had done, for what he, they had seen. And that's the same thing for us as well. We know what God has done for us. We know what he has seen, what we have seen him do. And we can praise him for that. The Lord's prayer starts off that way. Our Father in heaven, praise be your name. And that's what David is doing. I may feel this way, God, and I'm going to tell you about it, God. And we already talked about that too. When we, the what, what can we say? We talked about just talking to God, telling him how we feel, telling him about our day, telling him how it's going, telling him when we're frustrated with him. And that's what David did. And we see that in this 
in these verses. Why are you abandoning me, God? Why are you so far away? Why do you leave me alone? Why don't you answer me when I cry to you? And that's all those things that we can do as well. But then we have to listen. When we're upset with a, a, another person, maybe it's a spouse or a friend or a child, and we're upset with them, and we have a conversation with them, it doesn't help, especially with kids, it doesn't help to have a one-sided conversation where they can't get a word in. That's not a conversation. That's a scolding. God doesn't scold. God doesn't want to scold when we come to talk to him. God wants to help us. God wants to be there for us. God wants us to see him the way he always is. The same God. How he provides for us. How he cares for us. How he answers our prayers. If he answered the prayers of David, then he's going to answer the prayers of us as well. It's so important that we understand that. But like I said, when it comes to conversation, we got to let God get a word in. In Matthew chapter 6, it says that, you know, when you pray, you should go into a room and shut the door. Maybe that's what we need to do sometimes. Just cut out the distractions, cut down on the noise so we can hear God talk to us. Because he doesn't shout. He doesn't yell. He doesn't talk loud. He talks in a whisper. And it took Elijah quieting down. It took Elijah to see all the noise and then for it to get quiet and to hear a gentle whisper. That's when Elijah heard God. So I encourage you. Do we want to hear the whisper of God? Do we want to hear what he has to say to us? And I'm going to say sometimes maybe the reason why we don't hear him either is we may not like what he has to say. We may not see that what he has to say is the way that we wanted him to answer our prayers. So we ignore it and say that God didn't answer us, but he did. It just wasn't in the way we thought he was going to or in the way we had planned for him to. That's one other thing. But God whispers because he's close. So are we quiet enough to hear God answer our prayers? Are we open enough for him to answer our prayers in the way that he wants to, not in the way that we want to? Are we quiet enough to hear the whisper of God? Are we letting him talk in the conversation? These are some really good questions for us as we close this series. Are we allowing God space to have a conversation with us? Or are we just shouting and yelling and saying all that we want to say and then just turning off the switch, turning down the volume, closing the phone, whatever it is, however you want to look at it. Is that the way that we are treating God when we have a conversation with him? Because maybe that's why we're not hearing him. And I'm saying all of this because as I said at the top of this series, the very first episode, that I plan to learn stuff from this series. And I have. I have that maybe I talk to God and I see what he does for me. But sometimes maybe I use him 
as, well, please don't let this happen, God, or thank you, God, for not letting me fall. And those are the only times I talk to him, maybe. But also, maybe sometimes I'm frustrated with him because he's not answering me the way I think he should, or he's not doing things right, or he's answered me, but I refuse to believe that he has. Or maybe, just maybe, I'm not being quiet enough. So I encourage you, if you're having trouble hearing God, if you're getting frustrated and you're this question, why pray? He doesn't answer me anyway. Well, maybe I encourage you to, to just quiet it down a little bit. Maybe go sit in a room or sit in your car, shut your eyes, just cut out the noise and just see if you can hear God talk to you. Are we being quiet enough to hear God talk to us? Are we being quiet enough to let God have a part in the conversation? I encourage you to bring those questions to life this week. Also, join us for the series, The Last Night with Jesus. That starts next week. Talk about listening. This is listening to Jesus' last words as we embark on this journey with his disciples and the teachings of Jesus. I hope that you'll join us. We're all going to learn something. Like I've said, I know I'm going to. I'm excited for this series. But maybe this is a time where we can make space and just hear the teachings of Jesus as he spoke to his disciples from his heart, from his last hours of his life. That's what we're diving into starting next week. I'm excited. I hope you'll come join us. And I'll catch you next time.